you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. The last thing I'm going to say is this. There is no light at the end of the tunnel. There is no light. There's a song Metallica has, No Leaf Clover, and it says, man, when it comes to the soothing light at the end of your tunnel, it's just a freight train coming your way. So if you're seeing a fucking light, it's a freight train. Just put your head down and go to work. It's about to be fun, man. It's about to be fun. You know, I never felt comfortable around the Metallica kids growing up. When I was in junior high in elementary school, they were the toughs in the provocative tour and album t-shirts my mom would never let me wear. In high school, they were the teammates on the baseball team who never smiled. There was a general intensity and worldview that intimidated me, so I stayed away. Classic adolescence defense mechanism Stay away, and they can't hurt you. But then I watched Dan Campbell in the Hard Knocks premiere. All the emotion pouring out of that man. All the layers. And I'm starting to think maybe I was wrong to try to put the Metallica kids in a box. Maybe I had the Metallica kids wrong this whole time. Well, some of them. Welcome to the first ever Hard Knocks podcast. I am Dan Hansis, and for the next five weeks, we will take the journey through Detroit Lions training camp thanks to the greatest football documentary series ever created, the aforementioned Hard Knocks. And I say we because I will not be alone. My co-host in this venture, the Deuce Staley to my Aaron Glenn, the tiny box to my tugboat. It's Colleen Wolf. Connie. Daniel. Dan Campbell is a star, and so are you. I love it. I am so excited to talk about this. This season's going to be so good. This first episode had so many things to talk about. Yeah, it really was a great start to, I believe, the 16th season, 17th season, actually, of Hard Knocks, which is pretty hard to believe. And, 
you know, we had talked about Connie and you and I go way back and mm-hmm. been working together for a better part of a decade. For the last 10 years, I handled all the Hard Knocks recap write-ups on NFL.com. But you and I always wanted to do this, a podcast where we, we watched the show and reacted day of, got it out to the people who could also experience the show and uh, talk about it. So this is kind of a fun thing for you and I and around the NFL listeners who have gotten to know both of us through the years. I'd say this is a dream come true. I mean, it's been so many years we've been talking about this and I consider myself an expert because I've watched the show for so long and I've read all of your recaps. So like while you were working, I was watching the show and like maybe having a cocktail and making my own notes that would go nowhere. And now they can go somewhere, which is really nice. That is excellent. And and the NFL.com recap game goes on. I pass the torch to Brendan Walker. So after you listen to this show, head over to NFL.com and check out Brendan's thoughts on episode one. Uh, studying the Detroit Lions with, yes, Dan Campbell, Dan Talica. He was known during his playing days as Dan Talica for his obsession with the heavy metal band Metallica. And, yes, there is an intensity to Campbell. We see it, Connie. You see it right away in that cold open. We played a portion of it here at the top of the show before, of course. And what a score this is. And thank you. Uh, to Ken Rogers and everybody at NFL Films for hooking us up, the David uh, Robido iconic Hard Knocks theme. Mm. We see, Connie, that the intensity that Campbell brings is shared throughout that roster and also the vibes, Connie. The vibes, they are good. They are so good. So I feel like even just the opening scene when Dan Campbell walks in the room, just the way that mm-hmm. he walks. And I know that we were talking recently on the Around the NFL podcast about, was it Wes that was obsessed with people's gates? Yes. Like how they walked? He studied and them meticulously, in fact. I wonder what he would think about Dan Campbell's gate because the way that he walked <laughs> in with his arms swinging, it was almost like a march in a way. And I felt like it was a very commanding stance that he had. And it goes along, it's very on brand. Like it goes along with his voice and the whole thing with him talking about obviously Metallica and the fact that it comes full circle in the episode because they play the song at the very end of the episode. Which you knew was coming. If you watched enough Hard Knocks, you knew No Leaf Clover was coming and they did not disappoint. The music department in the show never does. No, that's the thing. Like the music is so good. The cinematography is so good. And the fact that we get to hear all of these coaches actually saying what they think and swearing, it's so raw. It feels like something that I shouldn't be allowed to watch. And that's why I like it so much. But Dan Campbell is obviously a star and we knew he was going to be. And there were so many things, so many little things that happened throughout the show. And I just feel like He's kind of an artist because no one paints a better picture than him in this entire episode when he's talking about how he'll play guys anywhere on grass, on turf. Uh, They'll go to a landfill, he said. (laughs) It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you have one ass cheek and three toes. I'll beat your ass. What does that That mean, by the way? Can you help me with that? I was trying to figure that out. And of course, we know Campbell famously is all into body parts and breaking them down in battle. But I'm curious... (laughs) Wouldn't it mean that – so he's saying it doesn't matter if you have one ass cheek and three toes. Wouldn't it – 
Wouldn't it make more sense if he was the one that was down to one butt cheek and three toes and he would still beat your ass? Wouldn't it be kind of messed up for him to just tear up a dude with half an ass and three out of ten <laughs> toes? Like, that one got me. I don't know if he mixed it up. So, you know, we all do that sometimes, but it still was a provocative thought. I did think about that after the fact, and I was wondering, like, maybe if you went, I don't care if you have three ass cheeks and like 17 toes, I'll beat your ass. Because at that point, then there's some right. type of competitive advantage if you have extra toes that you're able to, you know, weaponize at this point. And he's no, he's huge on animal uh, analogies. And sometimes the, the metaphors get mixed. Um, he had a speech at Lions scrimmage last week that I thought might make its way into this episode, but I think it got so played up in social that they didn't use it where he says, you know, watch out hyenas. Okay. Lions, hyenas. Uh, he called another player a serpent. And then he, at the beginning of today's episode, tonight's episode, he talked about now you're a sea creature, like pulling out your victims to see, to drown them. Like he's very big. He's all over the place. Dan Campbell with his animal metaphors, but I see what we're going for. Just like the idea, and maybe this is to bring it back all to the same place. Like in in nature, it you know, a lion does not care if its prey is wonked up. You know, if it's missing body parts and it's not a fair fight, he will savagely destroy you. Maybe that's where it's at. I don't know. Yeah. Did we get there? Maybe. I think so, because I I enjoyed the ocean metaphor that he went with in the opening scene. And I don't know if we have a clip of that. Okay, but... let's let's listen to the ocean okay, metaphor. Yeah. And I it's it's not a lion, right? Because a lion can't be in the ocean. So now it, we're now the lions are a different creature. But the point will hold. Let's listen to it. Justin Graver, our producer. They're dangerous, man. <laughs> you just got to get a hold of them, though. If you can just get a hold of them and you start dragging their ass out to the deep, dark abyss, you can drown them. I mean, it's hardcore. But the players, you, Connie, the players love it. You can tell that the players love it. They do, because he followed that quote up by saying, that's who we got to be. We'll tread water as long as it takes before we f***ing bury you. And I was like, let's go. And I'm on like a plane and I'm trying to like keep it cool. And uh, it's not happening. I I know that he says a lot of things that are sometimes weird, but they're also wonderful in a way, because you just don't get anything like this from anyone else in the league. No, he's such a he's a breath of fresh air and grave maybe maybe check in with standards and practices uh, to see because hard knocks. The cursing is all there. None of it's bleeped. Maybe we don't have to be bleeped. Just maybe something to check in with. Love that. You're, I mean, but you're so right about Campbell and you have to go back as a and we're both hard knocks students of the show. Um, you got to go back to to me, the Rex Ryan season. Uh, with the Jets in 2010 to see uh, to find a season where it's it seems so clear who was the star of the show in terms of it's the head coach. And I think that is something that we we took out of this first episode. And we're going to get to all the different things that we kind of were into uh, in episode one, ending with we're going to have some MVP voting um, on episode one. Uh, and I think Dan Campbell is going to be on both our ba- ballots, Connie. So. I'm just yeah. excited to see where this Campbell journey takes us over the next five weeks because it felt like it was just warming up. 
I have just like an entire section of Campbell takeaways, like things that I just in its own category. I feel like cameras could just follow him around the whole time. But there are so many different sides to Dan Campbell. Like it's not just the one who has all of the metaphors and is screaming at practice. Like I like the fact that he's able to laugh at himself, too. At one point during the show, he was talking about how his foot got stuck in his dog gate at home and he fell. And so then his wrist was all messed up, but he was still back to do up downs with the team. Like the fact that he cares so much about everyone, too. I love. Yeah. And the the up downs, you know, that was pretty intense. And it, it did make me think how you see so many coaches in the NFL and I get it because the same thing happens for me covering the NFL. I can't imagine what it is for these guys, the hours they put in. You see the what happens with their bodies from August to January, uh, the long hours, the, the bad eating habits. That's not going to happen to Dan Campbell, who's doing 100 up-downs in practice in August and 100 degrees uh, and heavy humidity. But you're right. The players clearly um, love this dude. And I thought you really saw that after Campbell – we saw the first padded practice and Campbell stops practice at the, or at the end of the practice, he shares disappointment that things, the intensity wasn't quite, quite where it needed to be. And he explained that he knows padded practices might seem intense at this stage, but they're so important given you need to be ready. And it helps you actually, even though you're it's, they're so intense, be ready and healthy for when real games begin and you're getting hit for real. And that all made sense. And then here comes Jamal Williams, a really promising young running back for the Lions, who is clearly, you can imagine, a favorite of Dan Campbell. And this is how after Campbell leaves, um, Jamal gets the team together and follows up on the coach's point. Do not give up. Do not feel like you're tired. Were you tired? Think of last year and think of that fucking record. And he was just getting started, uh, Connie. The emotions were flowing. Emotions everywhere on these lines. Everybody's great when they're not tired. The champions is when they're tired. That's when the real champions come out. That's when that real dog come out. Because if you go piss like a puppy, stay on the porch. And let the big dogs eat. Let them on the fucking field. Have some heart. I get emotional about this. I'm about to cry because I care about y'all. Last year wasn't it. Last year, fuck, got me angry, pissed for this year. I'm trying to be better for y'all. When you say I'm tired, I'm going to keep going. Remember your why. Remember why you play football. I want y'all to give everything you got. Every day. I like that you at one point you hear his team. It's like, oh, okay, this is going next level. And by the end, there it is, Connie. Yes, sir. Everybody was buying in on Williams's passion. It's just you can hear the sheer desperation of a guy that does not want to experience what he went through last year. The anguish is still so raw and palpable. And just the fact that he was able to conjure up that passion in that moment. And he was screaming so passionately that he started to cry. Like I I, honestly, I can relate to that. Uh, And that is a moment (laughs) where you can really see his connection with the team and how much he cares. He's going to be a star. Like there's going to be plenty more moments from him coming up. Absolutely. He's definitely in the running for hard knocks MVP. And this is the official hard knocks podcast. We've been Grave Digger. We were given a the a, NFL's official Hard Knocks podcast. The NFL's official mm-hmm. Hard Knocks. What is that different than? Is there a, another official Hard Knocks podcast? There's not, but they they asked if we would refer to it as the NFL's official Hard Knocks podcast. That comes from HBO. All right, 
the NFL's official like Hard it. Knocks podcast. I like it. I'm pushing for it. It's I official. It. It's, uh, it's I want all the like way a, out there. a jacket maybe. Maybe we can get like swag? some type of Hard Knocks. Yeah, like a varsity jacket. Let's work on the swag, Justin, by the end of, of the five <laughs> weeks. But, yeah, so you see, you see Jamal Williams buying in, and you see the other players buying in. And then, like I was saying, the vibes are good around this team. I mean, it's a Hard Knocks trope. Certainly uh, going inside the meeting room and seeing the first round pick in this case, number two overall pick, Aiden Hutchinson, get up and uh, perform a song. He has to share a <laughs> signing bonus, which was twenty three million dollars. We yeah. could do a, we could do a whole podcast, Connie, just on Aiden Hutchinson's like out of central casting, perfect family. But oh, my God. You know, but. Then he goes up and he he performs Billie Jean. And I was thinking, I'm watching all these kids. They're all born in the early 2000s at this point, many of them. And they know every word of Billie Jean. I'm like, oh, Michael Jackson, I guess, is like the Beatles for this younger generation of people. So you just know it. But anyway, beside the point, the the excitement of everyone singing the chorus together. We've watched that 100 times on Hard Knocks. I don't remember ever seeing a room explode and be that in that together. Uh, as the Billie Jean performance by Aiden Hutchinson. The entire room lit up. Like the way that everyone hyped him, I haven't seen ever before. And I thought that it was really smart that he chose that song. I'm sure he likes it, but also a song that is iconic, even if it isn't like of the time right now, that 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 song is everyone yeah. everyone has heard it at a bar and I feel like everyone it's a fun song to play along to sing along to dance along to that's a smart move to get the room involved by like a song that everyone can kind of like get down to so that I love the fact too that he was so confident <laughs> that he messed up in the beginning and it was so cute because he starts laughing at himself and he's so embarrassed you can tell right. he's in front of this whole room they start like booing him but it's all about how he recovers. And that's like anything in life. You're going to mess up, but you can really tell what <laughs> right. people are about, how they recover when they do mess up. And right. everyone just leaned in the way that he hit that chorus. Like I rewatched it a couple times. Yeah. Everyone bought in on that. I mean, he was out of key. He had very little grasp of the melody, uh, but it didn't matter singer. because everybody was along for the ride. And I think like going back to the Metallica kids growing up, one of the things that I always intimidated me is that they never seemed to they took themselves so seriously and and Aiden Hutchinson could as a number two overall pick be a very serious guy and say I'm not going along with any of this stuff uh but clearly he's not he's not afraid to be kind of the butt of the joke when it's all in good fun Billy Billy uh, Jean by the way came out in 1982 so 40 years ago in that entire room knew the song uh we also saw Malcolm Rodriguez um out of Oklahoma State, his signing bonus, $100,000. So a little mm. bit of difference. He uh, puts on, I believe, some Mexican music. And guess what? His dancing is pretty good. And the vibes were there, too. So uh, everything we heard, the grit, and they, that's something they have lean in, leaned into. It's even on the wall at uh, Lions headquarters in the meeting room. Like the grit and the togetherness of the team is there. Um, and what happens always for me, Connie, and I don't know about you, I always buy in on the Hard Knocks team. They always oh. suck me in by the end of the five weeks to the point where I, I'm in. I'm like, oh, 13 and four. Uh, I'll see you in the uh, championship game. Like, And we're, we're on our way. I mean, I don't know if there's enough talent on this roster to get them to jump from three wins to playoff positioning, 
But you could tell this is a team that is going to play together, fight together, and, and get better with a better roster, which they do. Uh, this uh, is, uh, to me, like a playoff team watching watching Hard Knocks. They go <laughs> from uh, the basement to they're going to the Super Bowl. And that's how it happens every single year. I end up like drafting players for my fantasy team. And it never works out, ever. It's I'm, I'm never right about this, but I don't care because I enjoy the ride so much. So also, before we move on from uh, Hutch, I'm going to call him Hutch now. Can we talk about his family real quick? Because the family dynamic, the family alone, I was even thinking about maybe having the whole family as an MVP vote. (laughs) Um, First of all, they're all gorgeous. um, Beautiful human beings. Yeah. And like supportive of each other and really happy. It's like really nice to see that. I feel like that is maybe not something that is normal and that everyone goes through, or maybe that's just me. But um, I think that, when oh the story that his mom was telling about the fact that she found that picture of him when he was little wearing the lions mm-hmm. jersey like right before the draft and she put it in her purse and said how you know if he ended up not getting drafted to the lions that she was going to be sobbing on television and it wasn't going to be like happy tears it was going to be actual grief so that Please. we all knew he was telling. going to the lions basically from <laughs> the end of uh, the 2021 uh, calendar year. I, yeah, I the cynical New Yorker in me wants to be like, yeah, they're so perfect and so beautiful, but I bet there's all sorts of ugliness behind the scenes. Like, no, probably not. Their house no. is probably amazing. It was a sunny day when they did that interview. I bet the lunch that was served was delicious. Uh. The lemonade was perfect. Everyone is absolutely beautiful. Uh, it just feels like a family that was straight out of central casting. So good, good for Hutch and the whole Hutch gang. Love it. Love the Hutch gang. They were all very blessed. Um, and I wonder if we'll see more of them. All right. Let's take a quick break before we get to our awards, our MVP voting, anything else that stood out to us in episode one of Hard Knocks, the Detroit Lions training camp with the Detroit Lions on this, the official NFL official podcast. What is the title we're working with? The NFL's official Hard Knocks podcast. All right, let's take a break. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, You're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball. We do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay. So you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah. Like, check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, hey, <laughs> hey, stranger, I don't know what you think, and this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have know to do that saying? with Some everyone you meet? try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but. All right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. 
His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. All right, Connie, we're back. Want to talk some favorite quotes? Mm. Top quotes of episode one of Hard Knocks. Training camp with the Detroit Lions. Do you want to get it going? Yes, yes. Okay, so I'm a big fan of the coaching staff vibes that are there. Mm -hmm. I love the way that Dan Campbell and the Lions have assembled the coaching staff with so many former players. Antoine Randall L, Aaron Glenn, Deuce Staley, Hank Fraley. I mean, there's so many good players on that team, on that staff now. And Deuce Staley, it's not just because he was an Eagle. He Mm. really stole a lot of those scenes. And one of my favorite scenes was when he was talking about how we have to graduate as men and be able to look at the guy next to us and say, I love you. And it just means you care about them. Mm -hmm. The fact that you have Dan Campbell talking about drowning people out in the ocean and then Deuce Staley talking, telling them to tell each other, I love you. And that's the dynamic of this team that I just can't get enough of. But the coaching staff and Deuce Daly in particular, when he was talking about the I love you, he goes, hey, gee, I love you, man. I want to f- you up in between the lines, but I love you, man. Like, that's real. Even like he said, I love you. And then the beginning of the follow up sentence, like threw me for a loop. Just it was like a phrasing situation. But then he finished the sentence and I was like, OK, that makes sense. It got a little yes. weird for a second there. And there was that whole montage of them just talking trash to each other. And it was both playful and agitating somehow at the same time. Do you think that was played up for the camera? Or do you think they're really like that? I was I was I try not again. I try not to be a cynical person, um, but these guys know there's a thousand cameras around them and everyone's mic'd up. I want it to be that way. I want Deuce and AG to be going at it at all times. Uh, but I'm just curious if it might be a J.J. Watt working out at Lone at no. midnight at Houston Texans no. uh, headquarters with no one else there but the lights. Don't don't crush my dreams Throwing like this. Tires this around. is all real. I think, too, because the fact that they played and they were players and that's probably how they were on the field. So it's probably natural for them like that. that it seems nah, like it's I easy. like it. Offense versus defense. There's a lot of tension, even you know? if the spirits are good. Did you guys think mm-hmm. it was kind of weird that Deuce Staley was sort of acting as the offensive coordinator in that whole oh, whatever practice call. period? Like, yeah. where is the I offensive think he's the assistant coach. coordinator? The offensive coordinator is a man named Ben Johnson. This is his first year in the role for the Lions. He was the tight ends coach for the last two years. So... Just weird. He was absent yeah. from the whole episode. Just I wonder if like Ben Johnson's family like shot him text after this. Like, I know Deuce is a, technically not just a running backs coach; he's an assistant head coach. Uh, but I think he's kind of in your territory. And maybe Ben, this week in practice, you're going to have to lean into the cameras and show who you are because it really is like. And that's joking, but in seriousness, uh, there is a um, hard knocks 
everyone watches the show, all the coaches and front office people in the league, it does give you a platform to kind of pitch yourself uh, for that next job. And if you're OC, the next job is a big chair. Uh, so, Ben, listen, get to work, dude. Be organic, but don't be afraid of the cameras because Deuce is bringing it. You, you know got to be natural. People can spot a fraud. And I, that's Deuce. That is his personality. Like Even when he was circling Aaron Glenn like a vulture and was laughing about mm-hmm. it, like he, I think, is just a ham. But I think he's also someone who has head coaching aspirations. So it just works. And it is it is fitting, Connie, that me, the lifelong um, troubled Jets fan, Aaron Glenn was one of the great cornerbacks in Jets history. I, I always loved Glenn as a player and Deuce Staley, a beloved running back for your Philadelphia Eagles. Isn't that that's just cute. It's just cute, isn't it? I like it. It <laughs> seems like it was just meant to be meant for us to do this pod. Uh, let's see. Let me get another quote in there. Hmm. What did I like? All right. How about more Jamal Williams? Love Jamal Williams. I love his vibe. I love his energy. I love him as a player, too, by the way. Um, and I love a trope of hard knocks is, you know, bodily functions are discussed on the show because Ugh. when a bunch of dudes are together, these things come up. And uh, when Jamal Williams is talking trash at the defense uh, during a, a drill where the running backs were running through some kind of weak sauce arm tackles uh, in the middle of the Detroit defense, uh, he had a very interesting put down to share with America <laughs> and the world. We run through your body like diarrhea. Drip, drip, AG. You hear me? Drip, drip. Mm-hmm. The drip, drip, drip part, maybe I could have done much. without. But again, descriptive. Again, it's provocative, but I didn't need the drip, drip. And again, he said, AG, once again, well, just leave Aaron Glenn alone. <laughs> Well, he also followed it up at the end of the episode, Jamal Williams, by telling Dan Campbell that they needed to get Clorox bleach for Breeze in the locker room. Right. So it seems like maybe there is a deeper issue there that they need to figure out. Yeah, I think you might be right about that. Um, We'll get to that later. I also want to point out, I don't know who this guy was. It's also a funny hard knocks thing when, you know, you cut to the what is it, the camera in the corner, the top of the room. And it's just a wide shot of the meeting room, and it's like they weren't expecting to catch something. But then there's a dude, I don't know who he was, kind of looked like a beefy offensive lineman type. And then I, I felt seen by a moment that he shared. <laughs> he, was sharing, he, was, he was sharing something private about himself that didn't get a huge reaction, but I was like, I feel you, man, whoever you are. I've got these like certain like articles of clothing Oh yeah, that I really like, but they just like don't fit good, oh. and I'm like saving them until I can fit in them. That's cool. <laughs> I can't wait for that. <laughs> I'm like saving them until I could fit in them. <laughs> I definitely okay. have a couple pair of jeans and like a polo or two. It's like, oh, that's really hot. Listen, we all just do gotta it. Work on that. I- Gotta I work have on some things. Some dresses, some jumpsuits, some things from yesteryear. I gotta do some that, up downs. Uh, we do. I mean, that should be part of the show. Maybe that's our pre-show thing. <laughs> um. All right. How about some plot line predictions for episode two? This is a good way to. What are things maybe either you expected to see in this episode and haven't, so you assume it'll show up soon, um, or uh, whatever you want. Do you have something, Colin? Okay, so I thought. I don't know why I thought that we would have at least a line from Jared Goff, 
We got Since one. He's the quarterback? He, we got one? Yeah, he checked in real quick with Aiden Hutchinson uh, when he was, like, on the sideline with, I think, his dad and, and said something like, the kid's doing good, and then walked away, and that was it. Oh, I thought that was just like a pat on his no, back. I didn't even hear the line or something. But you're right. Okay. I mean, right. I think you're. I think it's a great call. The quarterback QB one is always going to be a central figure in hard knocks, but Goff might be the one outlier um, because, incredibly, this is the fourth major NFL films documentary program that Goff has been connected to. And I'm not, you know, listen, this is not me speaking for Hard Knocks producer, but this is not by choice. Jared Goff yeah. is not the most dynamic Hard Knocks personality we've seen uh, walk through the doors. But he was on the 2016 Hard Knocks uh, covering the Rams when he was a rookie, number one overall pick. He was on the 2016 All or Nothing um, season uh, covering that entire 16 season. He was then on the 2000. 20 Los Angeles Rams hard knocks season when it was split with the Chargers. And now here we are. He gets moved to the Detroit Lions and NFL films seemingly follows. But trust me, it was not on purpose. I don't know how much we're going to see of Jared Goff because I don't think he's really about it. He actually doesn't really. I'm not piling on Jared Goff here, Connie, but he doesn't strike me as a Dan Campbell guy. I And I know he, he sent you sense ever since the trade that he's kind of a bridge to whatever comes next in Detroit. Sure. But I don't know if we're going to get a portion of hard, hard, hard knocks, and I hope I'm wrong, whatever. Uh, actually, I don't hope I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Where Dan Campbell is is spinning poems about Jared Goff and how much he loves him. I don't sense oh, it's coming, but maybe I'll no. be wrong. I think that Jared Goff is probably thrilled that he's in the position where he doesn't have to be a main character on the show because there are all of these other personalities and we haven't even like met any of the wide receivers really yet. I don't know if like a guy like Amon Ross, St. Brown, DJ Chark, who they just got in there. Um, Jamison Williams, like one of those guys I'm sure is going to pop at some point, but I know that Jamal Williams is going to end up being a star. I, I think that a theme that's probably going to continue throughout the season is Dan Campbell, letting guys just be themselves because I thought it was really telling during that scene with Kelvin Shepard, the linebackers coach, uh, when he was talking about the fact that he was thinking about cutting his hair because I guess he felt like some pressure to cut his hair when he got oh, the right. job yep. as a head coach. Dreads, and Campbell yep. was like, don't you, don't you dare do that. Like be the person that you want to be the person that you truly are not some don't try and be something else just because you feel like you should I did. so I think that's gonna happen <laughs> you know I will say that when they did the early in the episode when they showed Dan Campbell's evolution how he got to where he is oh my god the hair his last season he, he has hair like a professional wrestler and then so as good. soon as Bill Parcells he's on Bill's staff it's it's high and tight so he, he did he cut his hair but maybe things are a little different than they were. Maybe he has regrets, though. Maybe. Maybe he has learned and, and he wishes that he kept it. I don't know. Uh, you mentioned Jamison Williams. He is the uh, other first round pick, the wide receiver. He's rehabbing the torn ACL. In my experience covering the show, if it's especially if it's a rookie and he's doing a lot of rehab, you might not get more than mm. a check in. But we'll see. Uh, we didn't get a real br dig in to another um Hard Knocks trope, the underdog guy or guys. These are the guys near the bottom of the roster. As I say that, I know it probably was not an accident that we saw Malcolm Rodriguez uh, do the salsa dance. We're probably going to mm -hmm. see more of him. 
Um, I want more Latin music, please. Yes, that would that would be nice. Um, but that's always something that they they build into the first couple episodes, and then it all comes home in the season premiere when you see who made the uh, final cut. And then the uh, other thing that jumped out um, was there's always at some point a visit where you get an idea of the culture of the city, and I think we're going to get a visit. Probably Jamal Williams and a teammate uh, that honors the uh, rich uh, history of music in Detroit. That's what I, I'm thinking, like an, a famous recording studio or a, a club or something that digs into the blues and um, the blues or the the uh, soul music of the city, which is a part of the fabric. I, I'm predicting that in the next couple episodes. That's a good call. Like, I've never been to Detroit and I've been able to travel so many places with this job, but Detroit is one place that I haven't been yet. And I'm really interested to see the music scene. Uh, if the, like what the food scene is like, because that's usually top of my list. Um, mm. So I hope they incorporate that. We were yeah. at Rams camp. They were on the NFL podcast last week and Alan Robinson, uh, new Rams wide receiver and Detroit native was going on about Detroit pizza. And Ooh. I'm, I'm a pizza dude, and I was like, "What is Detroit pizza?" And he said, "It's not quite deep dish, but it's it's a definitely it's got its own style, but it might be in that family." And I was like, "Man, we got to get some Detroit pizza. How about that, yeah. Graver? Another job for the producer. Can we score some Detroit pizza by episode five? Why not? Yeah, get on that. Um, <laughs> all right, the the Liev Schreiber quote of the week. All right, so here's an issue." Not too many guardrails on this program, Connie, but uh-huh. we were told, uh-huh. Leif Schreiber, we can't use his voice on this podcast, which is awesome. I don't know why. I didn't ask questions, nor did Justin. We just know we can't. I, that makes me want to use it more, but I understand. It right. feels very exclusive and special. And I just, you know, I like to, maybe he's like his Ray Donovan character. Maybe if he's not getting paid maybe he breaks some knuckle i don't who knows anyway we can't use Liev shriver's voice but we can write down his dialogue and then ask my good friend and voice actor jason zumwalt to give us a Liev shriver uh reading my favorite um line and shriver always does a great job and the writers of tying episodes together you know he drops a hammer with a great turn of phrase uh, mm-hmm. and this is how they End the episode tying it back to the Metallica song. Oh, it's always done like a bow. There's a cold calculus to the NFL. Winning is everything. This team knows it. They've been in a dark place for a long time. The light they see now might be a new beginning. Or it could be what Dan Campbell warned them about. A freight train coming straight at them. Oh, my God. God, beautiful. Work. By the way, he didn't so even great. hear it. He didn't even hear it. I just sent he him the text. That. Okay, that's a, a fabulous workaround. Really great job by you and Jason. Uh, fantastic stuff. <laughs> um, all right, it's time before we sign off. Episode MVP. Okay. And now I want people to understand I did some research on this because what we're going to do is we're going to tally votes throughout the five weeks and then name. And this is something we're taking from the write-ups I did for years. Um, where I named an MVP. 
at the end of the season. For some reason right now, Brian Cox, former defensive line coach of the Atlanta Falcons, was the Hard Knocks MVP five or six years ago. It's the, it doesn't have to be the guy you expect. It's just someone who jumps out like a Brian Cox and, and grabs you and doesn't let go uh, for these five weeks. So the first thing was, oh, let's do it like how they do the NFL MVP voting. But that's basic and lame. You know what that is? It's an Associated Press Award. There are 50 writers, and they all make one pick. And that's it. Mm-hmm. So I said, what about, and I'm a baseball fan, I said, what about the points voting that they do for baseball's MVP? It's called vector voting. And we, we're going to assign a point total for a first-place vote, a second-place vote, and a third-place vote. And then at the end, we'll figure out who's the true MVP. I feel like this is, and since we're both bad at Math, Connie, we're going to leave it again on Gravedigger, who's already tasked with getting us merch and getting us mm-hmm. a Detroit pizza. He also has to do math over five weeks. That seems annoying. Uh, Gravedigger, are you having fun yet? Is this everything you dreamed it would be? Honestly, I am just honored and excited to be here. <laughs> Throw it all at me. I'll handle it. I, I believe okay. in the Gravedigger. He does great work on around yeah. the NFL as well. Um, all right, so let's go first place vote. Episode one MVP, kind of get us going. Okay, this was easy for me. It's Dan Campbell because he was the most valuable person in the entire episode throughout the episode. It wasn't just one scene that he popped. It was through the entire thing from start to finish. And there were so many different things that I feel like were revealed about his character. And just, you know, even like how we talked about what his hair looked like when he was playing and how he had this like whole other side to him. And the fact that he is okay being vulnerable and laughing about himself falling at his house and just how much he cares about the team talking about like that emotion, you can't fake it. And I believe it. And then he dropped a D's nuts at the end of the show, which really spoke to me. It, it, it won my heart over. So he is my top vote, Dan Campbell. I'm totally with you. My first place vote also is with head coach Dan Campbell for all the reasons Colleen just gave and more. How about your second place vote? Okay. This one, see now it gets a, a little bit tougher, but I am going to go second place. Do Staley. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I really I just loved him. So many different parts, Um, even from like when they have the little montage asking everyone what they think about training camp. And people are like, awesome. It's a grind building brotherhood. And Staley is like, it's a bitch. And then just like laughs (laughs) at himself and claps like he is very compelling to watch. And when he's on camera, I don't I want to hear what he has to say every single time. That is a great call. I definitely wrestled uh, with Deuce because I thought he deserved a spot. I thought he really stood out. And uh, he also, again, the idea, the conversation as someone that's been on sports teams and has lived with other guys, like, you know, bodily functions are a big part of things. He, he when he was When he was going in on the running back's room about, hey, nobody, nobody's going to fart in here. And if you're going to do it, Take a walk, go to the bathroom. And he had actual rules that he was fired up about. Well, there was a farting fine. There was a straight up (laughs) fine. And I got to respect that. But uh, my second place vote goes to Jamal Williams. And it's because his personality, uh, you could tell he's a fun loving guy. 
and a, a charismatic guy, but also the passion that you saw. That speech alone, I don't remember ever seeing. Like, if there is, like, you know the movie Unbreakable where there's Samuel L. Jackson and Bruce Willis, it's each end. One guy is literally unbreakable. The other guy is Mr. Glass. Like, if Jameis Winston is, when he was eating the W, is at one end, he's the <laughs> Sam Jackson. Like, on the other end is Jamal Williams' speech mm-hmm. about players fighting for each other and working hard and getting better and never doing three and 14 ever again. He's my second place. Uh, and third place for me, Connie, I, I, I almost had Deuce in here, but I thought Aiden Hutchinson just deserved yeah. it because Hutch, uh, as we call him, um, I thought it was just a nice kind of getting to know you of Hutchinson and his perfect family. And the guy, he doesn't take himself too seriously. And he was behind the Billy Jean moment, which was one of the feel good moments I remember on the show. All right. So that's these rankings are really good. My basically I had all of these same people that I was trying to figure out where to slot them. And then it came down to the last spot between Hutch and Jamal Williams. And I think that I think because Jamal Williams is going to be such a star in future episodes that there's going to be plenty of time for him to maybe make up some ground because Mm. that speech was so passionate. But I think that when you lose a room the way that Aiden Hutchinson did at the beginning of the song and the way that Mm. he just went right back in and completely lit that place up, that's not easy to do. And you can be like, that's basically the most vulnerable that you can let yourself become. And then like for him to really, really stick the landing at the end, that's gotta be my third place vote. Good, good call. Especially when you begin by introducing yourself as, you know, I have a $23 million signing bonus too. So intrinsically there's going to be people that are going to be like, screw this kid who's never done anything. And he has more money than I'll ever have. 90% of the guys in the room. Uh, And yet they loved him. Yeah. Or they they loved loved Michael Jackson. (laughs) Well, I mean, it was a good song for him to pick then. Um, All right. Great. We'll tabulate that. Remember, vector voting. So we're going to tabulate and add it up. First place, second place, third place. And at the end, we will pick the Hard Knocks MVP. And maybe because we are the NFL's official Hard Knocks podcast. There you go. Maybe we will get the winner of Hard Knocks MVP on this program. I don't know. Or we'll just get Jamal Williams on. Either. (laughs) Um, All right. Good app. Good premiere. Good job, Connie. You did it. That's it. It's right. in the books. We'll be One back down. next Tuesday night with another reaction to episode two. And we'll be doing this through the September 6th season finale of the greatest documentary football program ever created. David Robido, play us out. Till next week. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. 
Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm late. I'm late. Very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com. Come.